Hello ladies and gents, welcome to the Baggies Broadcast, Season 2, Episode 25. My name is Luke Hatfield, you'll know my voice pretty well, you'll know another man's voice very well indeed by now if you've been listening regularly. Mr Matt Wilson, Matt, how are you? I'm alright, I'm a bit confused why you paused so so long before saying Baggies Broadcast then. Do you, do you know why? It's because I've, I've had a week off, Matt, and... I'm going to be completely honest with you. I almost forgot how to present or open a podcast for a second. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I was just struggling. That bodes well for the rest of the uh, year. Very professional from the host, of course. Um, Tell you what, it's been cold today, hasn't it? It has been cold. There has been ice coming from the sky. Happy to be back in the bubble. I heard last week's podcast and you were downstairs in the doldrums, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I had coat on. It was very cold. Wouldn't have minded joining Albion in Dubai. I'll tell you that. Uh, well, as I said last week, I, that's not really my sort of weather. I, I prefer mild weather. Oh no, for me, if I'm on holiday, it's the hottest place possible. No way. Let's talk about football anyway. Um, Bolton nil, West Brom two. Not the prettiest game in the world. I did watch it on the box. I wasn't with you at the University of Bolton Stadium. I've not heard great things about their press facilities. I'm going to be honest. How was it for you? Uh, it was fine. Uh, yeah, I had no, I had no troubles. Um, yeah, it was absolutely fine. I've heard. Oh, the Wi-Fi was a bit dodgy. I've heard about the Wi-Fi there. Yeah. It's very questionable. Wi-Fi was a bit dodgy, that's true. Um, I had to tether off my phone for a little bit, but then because it was so cold, the phone was was dying, even though it was plugged in. It, the battery life, was I could see it going down. So oh, I thought, really? Oh, I've, got to, I've got to stick with the Wi-Fi. So yeah, a few updates may have come a bit late. But um, yeah, the Wi-Fi, apart from the Wi-Fi, the rest of it was lovely. Um, Serve your own Lancashire hot pot. Really? Had a very big portion of that. It was absolutely delicious. I've seen you at matches, mate. You always go for for a second pie sometimes. I've seen you. Occasionally. Can't blame you. It's been known. The free food. You can't can't say no to it. It's also a six hour round trip. Um, So, yeah. It's a long way. You need a bit of sustenance, don't you? I don't blame you one bit, mate. Don't blame you one bit. As I said, not the prettiest game in the world, but the right result for the Albion. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's spot on, and I think it, that's a, a thought echoed by the West Brom players who all tweeted after the game, "Not a pretty game, but we got the right result." And that's essentially, um, you know, the 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 way I suppose the majority of West Brom fans and 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 um, players and, and coaching staff will, will view this game because I thought Bolton, although it looked like a routine and and, and rather comfortable victory in the end. I mm-hmm. thought for for a while there were, there were concerns that this could be another Brentford or, or another Norwich where Albion dominate the majority of the game, um, but end up giving away two points mm. um, because for so long when it was one nil for so long and Bolton did actually pose Sam Johnston quite a few uh, questions um, in which he did well to to stand up to and he deserved his clean sheet in the end. That's three clean sheets and six now for him and the team, which which bodes well. Um, but this was the sort of game that you need to win if you want to go up automatically. You know, they as well as being as well as all the off-field distractions. You know, they had protests outside the ground. They protests during the game. Mm-hmm. You know, there was scuffles in the home end. There were tennis balls lobbed on the pitch. There, um, there's a lot of distractions there. Um, but you also had an injury crisis in midfield accentuated by Chris Brunt going off in the first half so you know for the majority of the game Daryl Moore played with the 6th and 7th choice central midfielders in Rakeem Harper and Sam Field yeah. you know you had, you've had you got um, obviously Gareth Barry is probably first name on the, on, on the team sheet at the moment because of how well he's playing but you had Jake Livermore suspended you had Matt Phillips James Morrison and Chris Brunt all out mm-hmm. and they would all be playing ahead of Harper and Field at the moment so well, they have been this season at least maybe not anymore considering how well Harper's done in recent weeks but um, you know it's it's not a stretch to say that's his 6th and 7th choice and, and Albion came through it and you know Field came off the bench and grabbed the goal and um, Harper was given man of the match by Sky I mean he mm. wasn't my man of the match but I, I can understand why they've given it to him because it was it there wasn't anyone else crying out for it. Mm. Um, I thought Jay, I gave it to Jay Rodriguez personally because he scored one, set up another, and, and and just ran around all game, looked looked busy. Um, but I can understand why they gave it to Harper because for a, a quite a bitty game, you know, he kept his, his head, kept composed, um, and and did and, did, and showed off a few penetrating and driving runs forward. Although it was Sam Field, yeah, with that burst into the box, which. I can't remember an Albion central midfielder doing for a long time, uh, running beyond the strikers like that. Mm. They don't just don't have that sort of midfielder, and and Sam Field did that, and he was rewarded for his effort. And I'm delighted for him because 
you know, this was the season where everyone thought he was going to break out and, and play 20, 30, 40 mm-hmm. games. But unfortunately, he's been a victim of circumstance yet again. You've had Gareth Barry stayed at the club when many thought he might leave. James Morrison was handed a new contract when he might have gone. Mm-hmm. Darren Moore has also converted Matt Phillips and Chris Brunt into central midfielders. So he, you know, he's gone from perhaps being third or fourth choice all the way down to seventh. Then you've got the, the emergence of Raheem Harper and he's leapfrogged him in the pecking order. So, yeah, delighted for Sam because he, as Darren Moore said afterwards, he live, he lives, breathes, and sleeps West Brom, and he's a he's a massive Albion fan, and. It was it was so good for him to get that goal, and I think you saw what it meant to him um, based on the um, on the celebration. Yes, yeah, certainly, and you know, going back to the atmosphere, it was a very strange one. I mean, watching it on the box, it seemed quite strange, but I imagine as a reporter, it must have been very odd as well. I mean, obviously, you're covering the team where there aren't all this, there's not all this discourse behind the scenes. But what was it like reporting on? I mean, it seemed very strange. There were reports of fights in 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 the home end. You know, stewards getting involved with fans. What did you make of it? Well, we, I mean, it's, you don't you don't want to see it at any football club because there's obviously something going wrong. Um, we were up on the third floor in the media um, room uh, before the game, and you could hear the fans outside mm. all, all the way up there um, through thick glass. Um, you know, making their um, displeasure felt towards the owner who who incidentally wasn't even there because he is based in a t- in Monaco a tax mm. haven and he can only be in the country for something like 61 days a year and he's ru- he's running out of days because the tax year is coming to an end yeah so he wasn't even there but i think they got their message across um and fair play to them because what's going on at that club is 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 a shambles and um you know you got to choose your, your words carefully but but Anderson is, is, is not fit for purpose. Mm. Um, and um, the sooner he's out of that club, the better. And I feel sorry for Phil Parkinson. I feel sorry for the players. And I feel sorry who don't, aren't getting paid. You know, Someone like Christian Deutsch, he had to go back to Forest Green Rovers. He scored twice uh, in midweek because he's just too good for that level and he should be playing championship football. Um, but, but primarily, you feel for the fans because they pay their money week in, week out to go and watch a club that shouldn't be in the situation it is um, and let, let's have it right they're being lied to over and over again mm. so yeah uh, there was a, there was a few nice moments when the Albion fans joined in um, and, and started off some chants uh, against the Andersons which I can't repeat on on a family broadcast <laughs> um, but there were some also some, some pretty nasty scenes in, in the home end when the stewards tried to get the banner and a few scuffles broke out and and uh, you know, in, in one way, I feel for the stewards because they they're just doing what they've been told. They're just doing their jobs. But you can also understand the fans' frustrations. Of course, you, 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 violence is never the answer. You, you never want to see that. But this is what happens when when football clubs, you know, it matters to people. And when when they're not run properly, um, this is unfortunately what's going to happen. So I hope that everyone's okay, and I hope everyone's healing, and and and, and no one was hurt significantly. But yeah, um, you never like to see it. But credit to credit to Albion for. Um, for getting through that game because, you know, as I said, that could have been a distraction um, off the pitch. Yeah, and it's probably worth noting as well, without going too far off Albion, that, you know, it's not just fans and players, it's journalists as well who are kind of feeling the pinch over at Bolton with Mark Isles' situation as well. I mean, that's a bit of a laughable, isn't it? It's ridiculous. I mean, he's been banned from the club for um, posting a GIF about uh, players getting their wages paid I mean, he's he's just doing his job, reporting the situation, and, and I don't think he, I don't, I don't think that has even been too critical. I mean, from what I've seen of Mark's um, reporting, it's been fair, balanced, accurate, and he has tried to be supportive in in where he can. You know, I remember when we did the story when you know the Albion fans uh, were threatened to boycott this game, and they mm. and they and Anderson offered uh, buy one get one free to all season ticket holders, and and Mark was pretty. Um, complimentary about that pretty supportive of that you know he he doesn't he he is fair and balanced and accurate and you know i think it's that just goes to show um the man you're dealing with really yeah um you know he's and if the fact that they 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 banned um bolton legendary striker john mcginley from um commentating on the game just goes to show what what, what sort of people are running that club they just that's a PR disaster and it's just 
it's just a nonsense to be honest. Yeah, it needs to be sorted sooner rather than later. Uh, back to Albion, of course, the young stars really did shine through, didn't they? Because I must admit, at a point when you know you see Chris Brunt coming off and you think, I mean, this could be tricky for Albion, but I tell you what, Sam Field and Rakeem Harper, they played beyond their years, didn't they? They did, and they deserve a lot of credit, but I would also say that um, Albion lost a little bit when Brunt went off. Um, he was dropping deep into that sort of um, left centre-back role um, to pick up the ball. Now, him and Barry both do that quite well, mm. um, but Brunt was doing it um, in the f- in the first half, and, and, and Field played a little further forward, um, and after the game, you know, he, he, he said that he didn't really have much much chance to get instruction from Darren Moore and Graham Jones. It was literally just who he's marking at set pieces and go on to the pitch. Mm-hmm. So I think um, for the first, maybe towards the end of the, the rest of that half, he looked a bit, I don't want to say, he didn't look a bit lost, but he just, the game seemed to pass him by a bit and Albin struggled a little bit. Um, yeah. But then he grew into the game as, as it wore on and obviously he made, made a telling impact in the second half with his goal. Um you know, I think he, with a bit more instruction, and I ex- fully expect him to play in the FA Cup this weekend, um, with a bit more um, preparation and instruction, hopefully he could have a bit more of an impact on the game, albeit he had a great impact with the goal. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I, I mean, around the game, before that, he, he, he wasn't on the ball as much as perhaps he'd, he'd, he'd like to, or perhaps as much as Brunt would have been. Um, I also think you've got to have a, have a word for Gareth Barry, because the way he marshaled that midfield and um, steered Harper and Field through the game was was exemplary and he has become the the crucial cog in this in this in this team at the moment the 4-3-3 system works because of Barry sitting in front of that defense and screening it there was one particular point um, and I know a lot of people are concerned about his age and his fitness but you know he's never been the fastest anyway and okay he's 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 quite slow now mm. but the amount of times that he's in the right place at the right time. Um, you saw it against Norwich when you put in two fantastic sliding tackles um, to, to clear up danger. And then when he's when he's on the ball, you know the, the, there's probably not anyone in the, in the club that can pass as well as he can. Um, and um, but but there was one point. It was probably about the 70th or 80th minute um, mm. on Monday night where Albion lost the ball. Um, when they were on the attack, and it, and it sort of put them on the back foot a little bit, and it, and it was it looked like they'd have an, that Bolton would have an overload, and Barry was running back, and he was getting overtaken by younger players, um, but because he knows exactly what's happening on the pitch, he sort of he knew that the the winger I can't remember who it was was going to cut inside, um, and if he'd been faster or younger um, or a different player. That winger probably would have cut inside him because he would have been mm. herring to get back and he would have cut inside him and then had a shot or whatever. But Barry jockeyed the space so perfectly. He didn't give him enough space to go one side or enough space to go the other side. The winger tried to cut inside. He stuck out a leg, tackled him and one possession back. Mm. He's he's brilliant at that. And he is, I think, becoming um, one of the most important players in this team. Um, you know, Alongside the likes of... Dawson Edgar at the back, but also you know Gael Rodriguez up front. He is, he, you know, he's 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 knitting and holding that midfield together. And um, I, don't, I don't, I imagine he won't. I imagine he'll be rested uh, in the FA Cup this weekend because um, they need him for for as many minutes as they can in February as possible. Yeah, one thing I will say about Gareth Barry as well, having watched it myself, he knows when to commit those shall we say it's a bit of a dark art in football those fouls which aren't necessarily going to get you a booking yeah but slow the other team down so so much and break their momentum up. he did it he did it the other day and i think he did may have well have got a booking for it but albion are on the back foot and you think something could come of this here and he knows he can't win the ball legally so what he does is he stops them in a way which is a foul might get a booking for it but you'd rather take a booking than a goal yeah you would i mean every every player you speak to at albion mentions Gareth Barry and they mention about how much they're learning from him in training and in games Sam Field mentioned it after the game so it's, you know, it, I will never forget playing alongside Gareth Barry mm. um, and I, I think it went under the radar last year because he had a really good first half of the season yeah. um, well he's I mean he played well in patches to be fair um, and then obviously what happened in Barcelona happened 
and then he was out for the rest of the season and he was public enemy number one. Um, but I think it's interesting that he decided to stay and now it's almost... I mean, I wonder... There was probably a financial element to it, um, but I wonder if there was also a you know a, a, a professional and, and um, pride element to it as well that actually... What I want to do is fix what happened last season, mm-hmm. um, and you know, at the moment, if, if he takes Albion up by playing this way, um, then I think I don't want to say all will be forgiven, but I think there will be certainly be a lot of fans who who will be who will look on him a lot more favourably because at the moment he, he well for the last two months for my money he's been the team's best player. Mm. It says a lot as well that Albion um, have kept rolling with so many missing players. I mean, they've obviously lost Harvey Barnes, the, the injuries which you discussed as well. A, a lot of teams would be derailed by something like that. Maybe having just one of those players out. Matt Phillips can be so influential. But they've kept rolling, they've kept getting results. And there's a lot to be said for that for Albion as well. There's two ways of looking at it, isn't it? I mean, you could look at that team and say... That is still a really strong championship team. You've got Gail and Rodriguez up front. You've got Sam Johnson in goal. Good shot stopper. Proved that on Monday. Mm. You've got a back four of Gibbs, Dawson, Higazi, Holgate. I mean, you would you would probably field that in the Premier League and be quite happy with it. Yeah, um, that's a very strong back four. Um, but you could also look at look at it and 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 say, well, they've lost Phillips and Barnes, two of the most explosive and dynamic and powerful players. They've lost um, Chris Brunt. James Morrison, experienced heads to injury. Um, they've lost Jake Livermore, another important, experienced player, um, to suspension. And that would, like you say, losing five or six players like that would derail most teams. Um, mm. And they came through Monday night, um, you know, having lost those players. And they, and they let's you know let's have it right. They they outplayed Norwich as well, um, having lost the majority of those players. Um, so I think it, it, it proves that actually that this is quite a deep squad um, and there are areas that you know could use a, a couple more additions. I think it'd be good to get another attacker in. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the emergence of Raheem Harper and, uh, and I think Sam Field, that goal will do his confidence to the world of good. Um, I, th- I think central midfield, they are actually okay. Yeah. Um, you know, at the start of the window, I would have argued that they needed a new central midfielder. But now, I'd I'd be concerned about bringing one in because you'd upset the balance. You, you've you've got you've as I've said, you've got seven players that can play there. Livermore is back after the bolt after the Brighton game. Um, you know, Brunt, Phillips, and Morrison. We haven't got time frames on their return. They're, none of them are going to play on Saturday, but hopefully they'll be back in February um, for. You know, hopefully for the Middlesbrough game, but if not, the one after that. Um, so, you know, you've got options there um, mm. in central midfield. I would say that um, the, the area that they need is they need an attacker. And I wouldn't be breaking the bank necessarily for one, but they need an attacker who can just help that help that um, front three. When you Somebody to provide a bit of competition for Sacco off the bench. Somebody mm. to provide a bit of competition for Robson Carnu in that left-hand side. Um, that's where I'd be looking. But it seems to be that they're looking at uh, another defender in, in, in the form of Tyro Mings as well. A sort of left-sided defender is is, is what Darren Moore seems to be uh, targeting this month as well. Yeah, and let's play a quick game of hot and not with um, with Albion over the past week. Um, the first one, Sam Field, we've already touched on. As you said, he grew into the game and he's got a habit of doing that, I think, Sam Field, because we saw it against Wigan where he may not have started the game too well, but he's got an ability to read a game and he quickly picks up what he needs to do and how he can influence a team in a way which benefits everyone. I think he's I think he's a he's a very promising young player. Um I think, as I've said before, the one thing he needs to learn to do maybe take a leaf a little bit out of Chris Brunt's book and pass forward more often he's too he's a bit guilty of playing the the, the safe pass a bit too often yeah shuttling it backwards to the defenders or or sideways to the to the fullbacks now there are there is times when that is useful if you're winning a game 2-0 and you want to keep the possession and and run the clock down and and to a certain extent Albion took the sting out of the game in the second half as well on on Monday then that is useful um but I'd like to see him do more of what he did mm. um for that goal Get beyond the man, a bit more dynamic, a bit more box to box. 
Um, I'd love to see. Cause I think he's capable of doing that. I think he's you know he, he's he's got a bit of a languid style, but he's also got he's got that ability to do to do to do exactly what he did. On Monday, I'd like to see a bit more of that. I mean, he's got a goal in him, Samfield, which yeah. when he first broke through, I wasn't, I wasn't really expecting him to. I saw him as a, sort of a Michael Carrick uh, base of midfield shuttler, but I suppose when you've got Gareth Barry, you know, Chris Brunt, Jake Livermore, you know, you're well stocked in that area. So he needs to be a bit more dynamic, um, which is maybe why Harper has, has gone ahead of him, just because they are different players. Um, but I, you know, I think. I, <sighs> In some ways, he's been unfortunate with this injury crisis because he should be going out on loan or, or, or what would be good for his development would be to go out on loan to a, yeah. a, a lower championship club and or a higher League One club. And there are, there is interest in him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Nathan Jones was interested in him when he was at Luton um, before he moved to Stoke. Um, there were a couple of lower, lower table championship clubs that wanted to take him on loan. But at the moment, he's needed. So I'm just a bit concerned that these injury problems are going to are going to stop him going out on loan and then when those players come back all of a sudden he's shunted back down the pecking order and that would yeah. be so unfortunate because it's happened to him so many times um, and he needs games under his belt because if he gets games under his belt honestly I think he's, he's capable of becoming a really good player for West Brom um, so yeah I'd, I'd, I'd love to see a bit more of, of field um, but I understand and I think he understands as well why he hasn't had his opportunity, as many opportunities as perhaps he'd like because you know, you've got Gareth Barry, Premier League winner, in front of you. It's yeah. it's 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 tough. Yeah, certainly is. Uh, one not Matt uh, injury problems. I mean, we touched on uh, Albion obviously doing well despite them, but it's something you certainly don't need in a in a busy Championship season, especially when you've still got an FA Cup commitment to worry about as well. Um, as you said, you haven't got too many time frames on injuries, but who do you expect back first? Um, I would imagine um, James Morrison is probably mm-hmm. back first. Um, him or Phillips they've Morrison has got um, something sort of a lower leg issue it's almost top of his ankle sort of bottom, mm. bottom of his uh, calf um, which is it linked to the Achilles injury he had before because no, that would not. be worrying no it's not it's not so yeah like you say that would be worrying but no it's not um, uh, Phillips has got an ankle problem so um I don't believe it's 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 serious. Um, you know, he's walking around. He's not on crutches or anything. He's walking mm-hmm. around and he's 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 doing he's doing some work, doing some training. But um, I'd be surprised if he made. Well, he won't play this weekend. I, I imagine he's probably touch and go for Middlesbrough. Um, Chris Brunt's got a little bit of a calf strain. He'll miss this weekend, but he could be available for Middlesbrough mm. um, so at the moment um, it's up in the air they could probably all maybe return at roughly the same time um, but like, but you know I've, and that and this also goes to show about how well Barry put, keeps himself in shape by the yeah. way because it was a cold night the other day and Chris Brunt felt his calf um, you've got James Morrison you know and Matt Phillips also out injured and they're all they're all significantly younger than Barry. Just yeah. goes to show how well he keeps himself in shape. Yeah, there's there's no um, no guarantees for any of these guys that they're going to walk straight back into a squad either. If some of these players keep on putting in the performances, I think Phillips will get back into the team because you, you you need his presence. You need you need his dynamism and his pace and his power and his ability to go past a player, which is kind of unique um, in in the team. Um, but Morrison and Brunt, um, I, I would. Yeah, if you had Barry Livermore and Harper in the team, mm. um, it, you never know. I mean, it might be difficult. I, I think Darren Moore has, has erred on the side of experience this season. So I imagine if Morrison and Brunt are, are feeling fully fit, yeah, he might drop them back in. But he's also rewarded players. You know, remember how Robson Kanu kept Dwight Gale out the side for yeah. a while? Um, you know, he has also rewarded players who play well and kept them in the team. Um, and he's and I, I quite like that about him. I think that sends a really positive message to the whole squad in the sense that, look, there's no superstars in here. You go in and you play well, you you will keep your place. Yeah. Um, he's done it with Robson Carney. He's done it with Harper. Okay, injuries have, have made meant that Harper has had to stay in. Um, but I, I quite like that about the, the way he... Because I think it's too often these days, managers sometimes get a bit too clever, chop and change, um, 
rotate, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know if that always sends the right message to the to the players who just think, oh, well, I'm, I'm always going to be fourth choice or I'm always going to mm. be whatever. Yeah. Whereas, you know, more has shown that if you play well, you probably will stay in. Yeah, another hot we've got as well, Raheem Harper. Um, I mean, another good performance from him. Really young player. I mean, in terms of potential, is there anyone with more in the Albion squad? I'm not too sure because he's a. I mean, he's a big lad. He's pacey, powerful. I mean, he can get himself about. And and for me, I mean, a year ago he seemed like a bit of a non-entity almost at Albion. I mean, obviously a young player, one that they're going to build up. But now all of a sudden you see him, and I think, can you can you drop him? It's a good question. I don't know if you can. Um, he's growing as each game goes by, by isn't he? Really is. A couple of spins away from his man. Um, it, it's great to see. And I, I fully expect him to play in the FA Cup as well. Um, the, the important thing now is to get him signed up to a new contract. Yeah. <laughs> because um, it's out, he's out of contract in the summer. And they need to get they need to get that done because, um, like you say, he looks like a fantastic prospect. Make no mistake, either if he puts in a good performance against Brighton, there'll be I mean there'll be teams above Albion and teams around Albion looking at him anyway, seeing that he's obviously coming out of contract. But I tell you what, if he puts in a good performance in the FA Cup against Brighton, that's just another stri- a string to his bow against it? the Premier League side. Yeah, I mean the vultures will will be circling. I I've I've no doubt about that he's an England youth international out of contract in the summer who who has proven himself capable enough of playing championship football now mm. I would I would argue that part of it is because he's playing alongside Gareth Barry yeah but there's no denying that he's got all the attributes I mean his his performance against Norwich I thought was actually more impressive than his performance against uh, Bolton even though he won man of the match for that for that I thought the way he handled that game, a game of that of that magnitude, and I I honestly don't remember him putting a foot wrong. Mm. Um, or in a similar way to Sam, I'd like to see him be more, be braver with the ball. Um, look, he's very tidy. He keeps it, and he and he bursts forward. But sometimes there was there's a couple of occasions where he's burst forward, and you're thinking, oh, okay, hit it or slip him in, and he looks for the right back coming up the mm. the outside, which. Don't get me wrong, it d- does work, and you know it led to um, the goal against Norwich. Yeah, he swung it out to uh, to Holgate, and Holgate's been a, a good signing as well. But there are sometimes where I just like him to be a bit more willing to lose the ball, if you know what I mean. Just be have, a, have a go. Be a bit braver because he's obviously got the ability. Mm. Um, but look, that is nitpicking over what is a, obviously a very talented young lad who. Has done well since since being dropped into the team, and, and you know, fair play to him. Uh, he, he he doesn't look out of place, and that's that's probably the biggest compliment you can play you can pay him. Yeah, uh, the not. I mean, it depends how you look at this, I suppose. Um, Albion's upcoming run of fixtures. I mean, Brighton and Hove Albion's obviously the FA Cup, but if you look at the league, you've got Middlesbrough at home, Stoke away, Forest at home, Villa away, QPR away, and and then Sheffield United before a trip to Leeds. The first game in March. Obviously, you've got to switch after that, but I mean that's a that's a daunting run of fixtures, or you could see it as an opportunity. It's a daunting run of fixtures, but for my money, Albion have been very good against the big teams this season. Mm. Four points from Norwich, hammered Leeds. Um, they've had a couple of blips against the Middlesbrough and Derby, but I think they quite relish the opportunity to pit themselves against the division's best. They you know they think. It's when the games get a bit bitty and scrappy with with, with struggling teams that, that that they might struggle a little bit. But I think that against when they go toe to toe, if they go toe to toe with with those teams, mm. I think they should be should be more than capable of beating the majority of them. But you look at it and you th- you think, okay, Middlesbrough, that's going to be tough. You know, we know what Pulis is going to do. He's mm. going to make it really tough to, to to break them down. He's going to come for a one nil. Um, Stoke away, they are now. On an just got trend. a result against Leeds. Just got a great result against Leeds. Nathan Jones is a bright young manager. Nottingham Forest. I'm not too sure about their appointment of Martin O'Neill, but look, we wait and see what sort of form they're in. But don't you know? Let's not forget they've got some good players there. Grabbing. Yeah. Joe Lolly, etc. The derby against Villa. I mean, anything can happen. 
anything can happen. Is that Villa Park? They're not in the greatest of places at the moment, but they've got a good squad and anything can happen in that game. Mm. QPR, okay, they just got smashed by Preston, didn't they? But they are also on an upward trend at the, in, in, at the moment. And then Sheffield United and Leeds, massive games. Now, yeah. I would argue that if Albion are still in the promotion hunt come after after that Leeds game, if they're still where they are now, three points behind or even in the top two, yeah. then I would argue they've got a great chance of going up because after that, they've got a very inviting run of fixtures until the end of the season. So I would say that they've got... Um, they need to... They need to... Obviously, they want to stamp an authority on the league in, the, in, in, this, in this period, in this next month. But it's also about clinging on in there mm. and hoping that... And you know what? Leeds and Norwich are starting to stutter a little bit. I know Norwich beat Blues quite handily the other day, but Leeds have lost three out of the last four. Norwich, just before that, had, had a little bit of a stutter. Now's the time to put the uh, put the foot down. And um, I was looking at it this morning, and since they moved to switch to a back four, West Brom have got the joint highest number of points in the division alongside Hull City and the second best defensive record after Sheffield United. So since they've moved to this 4-3-3, they're on promotion form, essentially. Mm. So stick with that. Keep doing what they're doing. Um, you know, I think they've got a great chance Um it's going to be a really, really fun February. Very interesting. Make or break. 21 points on offer. Matt, how many would you take and say that Albion is still in the promotion race? Right, OK. So they normally say about two points a game gets you up. I So at, on that basis, I would say if you can get 15, 14, 15 points. So what's that? Winning four, drawing two, or winning five, losing two. Mm. Um, if you won four... Drew two, lost one. I think you'd be in a very, very, very strong position. Agree with you there. Uh, one hot as well, the championship table right now. Um, I mean, West Brom in touching distance of the top two. I think at the start of the season, a lot of people were a little bit murky with their, you know, what is success for Albion this season. Now it seems, you know, automatic promotion is it's right there. It's there for the taking. Can they do it? I think they can. I really do. I think... Look, Leeds and Norwich have been fantastic this season. Don't get me wrong; they've got two very, very good managers. They've got fantastic recruitment as well. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think Albion just since going to this back four, they seem so much more assured, so much more composed, so much more confident in what they're doing. Um, they've got some players which I uh, let's be honest, just a cut above. I mean, yeah. we've already spoken about Barry at length, but he's just he's won the Premier League. He's a cut above anything in this division. Even now, Jay Rodriguez and Dwight Gale are two of the best strikers in the in the division. You know they've got they've got fourteen goals each. Mm. You know it's it's the, the back line as well. I mean that back four. It, 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 they should. I think they've got what it takes to go up and automatically. If they don't make it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's a failure. I'm not gonna chastise Darren Moore or or anything like that. They've then, they've then got to try and do it for the playoffs. But I think they've got what it takes to, to break into that top two. And and, and actually, do you know what? I th- I, I'm now expecting them to do it in February because um, they've got games against teams around them, so they mm. should be able to take points off those teams. But, um, you know, once they get those players back as well from injury, they should be, they should be too strong, I think. Um, yeah. but you never know You know, Leeds and Norwich could kick on another gear so we'll wait and see anything can happen and the last knot um, I've got is is the hole left by Harvey Barnes and a couple of fans kind of pointed it out um, on social media of course social media not the best barometer um, for any kind of football team but they did say that they're still missing that little bit of spark that creative energy and I know Matt Phillips will bring some of that but as we said before, there is there is a, a case there to say we do need a replacement. Yeah, there is. I, I agree. Um, I think you could argue that off the bench, Liko and Sacco could provide that. But I think from the start, from starting, I think um, you do miss that that person that's capable of those moments of brilliance. Now, Dwight Gale can do it. To be fair, yeah. Um, but those those bits where where Barnes, you know, dribbles past the whole team, I mean, it's hard to replace that. But I think they've got. They might have a ready-made replacement in Matt Phillips. You know, depending on how long he's out with his injury, 
if you stick Phillips up top with Gale and Rodriguez, play a midfield three of Harper, Barry, and then one other, yeah. um, whether it's Livermore, Morrison, Brunt, that's not a bad side. I don't. I really don't think. I mean, Phillips is a very, very um, accomplished player at, at this level. So um, I wouldn't be adverse to that. Um, would you be able to sign? It depends on Phillips' injury, but would you be able to sign somebody who's better at doing that than Phillips? Yeah, it's a good question. I don't. I don't know. I mean, without I upsetting the chemistry of the squad as well, because you're introducing. Uh, a new, I don't know about that player. because I don't know about that because when things are going well, things go well, and and someone coming in, it, it normally just breeds confidence. I mean, the only person who would probably be upset with that would be Robson Carno because he might lose his place. But I think the majority of um, of players, look, look, from what I, from from speaking to them, the majority of players like to see the club doing business because it makes them think, okay, we're this is we are going for this. This is ambition. We yeah. are we're going to go for it. They don't like to see stagnation and and and, and people not doing things. Yeah, and let's let's talk about that now because we've got pretty much a week to go until the deadline, Matt. Um, are Albion edging closer to some deals? Yes. Um, they seem to be quite close to getting Tyrone Mings, which would be really curious for me because I don't know where he fits in. Yeah. Um, he's a left back, can play left centre back as well. Now, Albany already have two left backs in Kieran Gibbs and Connor Townsend. So I suppose if he came in, it would allow Townsend to go out on loan and get some minutes, which might be quite valuable to him. But would he really sit on the bench? Behind, at- behind Gibbs, who, let's be honest, you're not going to get ahead of him. Well, the way he's been playing. This no, season. I don't think you. I don't think you would. And, and I don't. I don't think that back four needs to change. I think it looks very good. Now, the other. The other alternative is that he Mings plays left back. Now, this is obviously he's not. He's not been signed yet, so he he might go elsewhere. But as of yesterday, what it was my understanding that that Albion were in pole position mm-hmm. to to get him after Bournemouth um, brought in Chris Meppham from uh, Brentford. Brentford. And uh, that meant that they had they got Mepham and uh, Nathan Aki as left-sided uh, defenders. Yeah. So Mings should be allowed to leave, but Villa are also interested, and apparently Nottingham Forest are also sniffing around. Mm-hmm. But I I would I would uh, I mean unless they're thinking of putting Mings at left back and moving Gibbs further forward to replace Harvey Barnes, but. I mean that's a stretch I think yeah I mean it's very strange I mean I mean Gibbs has made that left back spot his own all season even when he was even when they were playing three at the back and he was the wing back I mean I can understand the thinking there but it, it would surprise me mm. now the other the other alternative is that they're moving to a, a back five and the back five that didn't work at the start of the season because you had players going out of position mm-hmm. like Matt Phillips and Tyro Mears at right wing back Carl Bartley never really seemed to suit it. Carl Bartley at left centre back. I feel sorry for him in in in, in some ways um, for for being played there. He's a right sided centre back, isn't he? And we saw that in the FA Cup. Yeah. Um, but Mings could do that job. He's done that job at Bournemouth before. Um, and with the right personnel, a back five of Gibbs, Mings, Hagazi, Dawson, Holgate. That's a lot stronger. Yeah, a lot stronger. Um, so maybe that's what they're thinking. I personally think it would be mad to change the back five for back four. But look, they might get found out. There might be a situation where, okay, this back four is not working anymore. Or this mm. system, this four-three-three, isn't working. People have found us out. And if they're planning for that eventuality, then fair enough. Um, we'll wait and see. But it is a curious one for my mind. Because as I said earlier, I think they would probably be a little bit better served getting, a, getting someone to replace Barnes further up the pitch. Yeah, let's talk about that as well. A replacement for Harvey Barnes is something that they could do with. It would be handy. Um, of course, it's not wouldn't be the end of the world if they didn't get one, but I think it's something that they could certainly do with. Any ideas on names or you know someone who you think might fit in? Um, there's a few names fine out there, but um, not many are. I don't believe any are close at the moment. Um, there's the reports about this chap from the MLS. That's not that's not true. It's not happening. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, um, there has been some suggestion uh, that they might go for Carlin Grant from from Charlton, who mm. has scored quite a few goals in League One this season. And I think he is a person of interest, but there are others uh, ahead of him. 
So we wait and see um, who, who they pick up, um, if indeed they pick anyone up. I think they're still going to do... I mean, it's my understanding that they're going to do at least one more because, um, you know, Mark Jenkins took out this bank loan in, in, at the start of January. Yeah. And although that, that was to cover future wages as well because West Brom are going to go into an overdraft in February, it's also enable, it's also to enable them to, to do a bit of business. So I think they will do um, at least one more. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. Um, it's just about where it is. Um, and a couple of outgoings maybe. I mean... Good news from what I've read of of your work, Matt. Joe Rodriguez looks set to stay now. It'd be, it'd be, I mean, it would be a nightmare if he was to leave, but I can't see that happening now. I don't think he'll go. Um, it's gone pretty quiet from Burnley. You can't rule. You can never rule anything out because there could be a massive bid coming that you think, okay, well, we can't ignore that. But um, Rodriguez has is an important part of this team. Make no bones about it. Um, He's got 14 goals, um, and his relentless running up front and his versatility is crucial. If Al, you know, if Albion wants to to get to go up and the finance, you know, I I don't know how much it would have to take, but if you think about, would is it worth taking 20 million, 25 million for Jay Rodriguez and risk losing the 100 million that you get because? Especially now, Barnes has been recalled. Yeah. You know, you, you you can't really afford to lose him. Um, the only the only way that I could see him going is if Spurs came in with a massive offer. But I just don't think that's going to happen. I don't um, see. No disrespect to Joe Rodriguez, I don't see Spurs going for Joe Rodriguez. It's just. I mean, they might try. I mean, they might try like a, a tentative offer. But I just don't. I don't see why they. It would have to take a significant significant bid to get Albin to do business and I just don't think it's going to happen um, Rodriguez seems happy as well and he seems more importantly he seems that he's not going to kick up a fuss he didn't kick up a fuss in the summer yeah. he's not going to kick up a fuss now um, you know some if they don't go up summer is a completely different kettle of fish but in, in terms of January I would be really surprised I, mm. think, I think he's staying and um, one other which is it's turned into almost a mini saga. This Jack Fitzwater. Um, yeah, this is an odd one. It's, it's strange, isn't it? What's happened here? Because you know Albin brought him back. It looked like he was going to be playing in the FA Cup game against Wigan. Made the bench. Didn't didn't see a minute. I mean, Walsall wouldn't have been pleased about that. But you know, it's the way loan deals work. You know, you can recall him. Uh, then it was Jack Fitzwater isn't going. Now he's going. I mean, what's what's the deal with Jack Fitzwater? Well, so he was recalled to potentially play in the FA Cup game, but I think. When he didn't play in the FA Cup game, because um, they played Bartley and Adrobio at centre back, that opened the door because you can only play for three club. Uh, you can only play for two clubs in the season. Yeah. So that opened the door for Albion to potentially loan him out to a lower end Championship club to further his development. You know, Warsaw are struggling a little bit now in League One. They're, mm-hmm. you know, they're in lower mid table. So um, he's been there for you know twelve months now. So. How much more can he develop there? There might be the thinking that actually, if we want to develop him, let's let's see if he's ready for the championship by sending him to a lower a lower league championship club. Um, but I think Warsaw said they were going to move move on, um, and then there was a suggestion that actually Fitzwater might return mm-hmm. towards the end of last week, I think it was. But then Warsaw signed a centre back, and now he's still at Albion. I wouldn't rule out him going back to Warsaw, but I also wouldn't rule out him going to uh, another another club um, on loan. I imagine he'll. I imagine he'll. I don't think he'll stay at Albion for the rest of the season because unless Adrobio gets recalled and Mings goes elsewhere, um, they just don't need him. Yeah. So um, I imagine they'll try and get him out on loan because um, he's he's developed well at Warsaw and. He seems to be one that flourishes when he's uh, getting games. Do you reckon they're just protecting themselves at Albion because yeah, they, obviously, yeah. they obviously don't know if Man City are going to recall Adarabio. I mean, they may they may well get a sign off them, but then equally they don't know that Mings is going to be coming in. If, exactly. You know, if it comes to it, you probably leave that last, and it's almost a bit of a domino. So you leave it last. Exactly. That's exactly it. You leave it last because 
if you send him back and then Mings doesn't come for whatever reason and then um, Adrabio gets recalled and then you get an injury to a defender, yeah. all of a sudden you're short-staffed. So, yeah. I, I, they're well-stocked at the back at the moment and I imagine Fitzwater will go out on loan. But you, you've got to plan for these eventualities. And last question in terms of transfers, Matt. Uh, we all love deadline day. Is it going to be a busy one for Albion, do you think? Or are they going to get their, their work done beforehand? I actually think it might be quite busy last week, yeah. Um, because I think... A lot of the fringe players and the youth team players are going to play this weekend against Brighton. So, you know, people like Houlihan, Lico, um, Edwards, I imagine a lot of them might play. Um, and then there'll be decisions made on them later on um, next week. And I, I also got the impression that Albion was sort of waiting to see if Harvey Barnes might possibly come back. Yeah, I'd be surprised now, because he played, started for Leicester. Played a fair bit for him, to be fair. Uh, against Wolves. And, uh, you know, I didn't watch the game, um, but a few people said that he he wasn't the strongest um, player on the pitch. Mm. Um, but you don't know. I mean, that's a strange situation anyway, Leicester, because he was recorded on a Thursday night before the game. He'd been planning all week to play Norwich, and then all of a sudden he was thrown out at half-time for Leicester. Yeah. Um, so I think that chance of him coming back is dwindling, really. But... Um, you know, there was a point where they thought, well, maybe if he doesn't get any games, he might come back. But I'd be surprised now if that happened. Yeah. So, answer questions as well, Matt. Um, first one comes from Andy. Uh, said, What's the plan with Harper's contract and is he likely to sign a new deal soon? Well, Darren Moore is confident he will. Um, I would imagine what's happening is the more games he plays, the more money his agent is asking for. <laughs> yeah. Saying, Look, he is important to you. Um, and that's that's probably what's happening behind the scenes right now. Um, but Darren Moore seems pretty confident. I mean, look at it, you can look at it two ways. I mean, plenty of youngsters have had their heads turned by bigger clubs, and and you know everyone knows the stories about Izzy Brown in Yandanda that prompted Jeremy Peace to almost scrap the, the academy as a whole. But if I was Rakeem Harper, and he seems like quite a sensible young chap. Um, you'd be thinking, well, went to Blackburn last season on loan and didn't really get a sniff mm. in League One. Here is Darren Moore, someone a manager who believes in me. He's probably going to stay at Albion for quite a while. He believes in me. He's playing me in the Championship, um, at the top end of the Championship. Yeah. Um, you know, where else is he going to go and get um, minutes like this? Um, Albion could be in the Premier League next season, and he could be in the squad. So, unless he's got a Premier League club coming into him and guarantee, guaranteeing him first-team football, which I doubt there is mm-hmm. anyone capable of doing that, um, I can understand why Dan Moore is confident. I think if if he's sensible, he, he'll sign it. Um, but I suppose the negotiating, nego- the negotiations are going on, and it's about things like how much money he's getting, length of contract, etc., buyout clauses. Um, how much money he gets if they go up, you know that sort of thing, and yeah. it's just a case of getting that all, um, all sorted. Um, but as each week goes on, his stock rises, so I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if that's why it's taken a bit of a while because his people might be thinking, well, if we wait another two weeks, he'll be worth another X amount on 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 the on the you know on the salary or whatever. So, um, yeah, it's hopefully it will get done. It gets done because it needs to, but. Um, at the moment that's probably why there's a stumbling block one thing I'll say as well about young footballers at the moment is there does seem to be a trend now which is almost working against the way it was say five or ten years ago where you saw the likes of Scott Sinclair and and Jack Rodwell these players going to big clubs you see more and more young players and I'm not meaning to compare Harper with the likes of Jaden Sancho and uh, is it Reese Nelson Mm. a lot of them going to play first team football now and I think Younger players are seeing the benefits of that, and especially having seen the way the national setup is now here at home, that young players are being given a chance if they're playing. Even look at like the Hudson's Adoy saga at Chelsea. He wants to go because he wants to be playing football. Yeah, and I think that would be that would be Albion's message to him: You're playing football here. This is where your future is. But the other flip side to that argument is he's probably looking up at Sam Field and thinking, "Yeah, but 
Sam Field is two years older than me. Mm-hmm. He was in the team at one stage, and that he hasn't he hasn't kicked the ball. Yeah. So point. there is there is also that, and Harper might be thinking, well, I'm only in the team because there's been injuries. Yeah. So I, you know, there's lots at play, but like you say, um, hope hopefully he's thinking this is the best place for my development because it, it, he could be. I mean, even if he is, is eventually sold in two or three years' time. Yeah, you can't afford to let him go for free. Yeah. Hamish Collie, is the green and yellow the official away kit now? I've seen it a lot. I think officially it's still the third kit. I think the blue and black is the away kit, but I've barely seen that all season. Yeah, you don't see it that often, do you? I don't I don't want to see it. Green and yellow is brilliant. It's so I mean, I saw a photo uh, on Monday night of Sam Field and Rakeem Harper celebrating Sam Field's goal in green and yellow kit. Mm. This is the stuff that fans dreamed of when you know, when they were all those years in the Premier League and it was mind-numbingly boring at times. Um, you know, playing under Darren Moore in a green and yellow kit and winning games and yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's 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 fantastic and I'm I'm so glad that they they did it this year. And I just hope they keep it to be honest. I hope I hope they keep it. Can't take it away now, surely. I hope I hope they I hope they don't. I hope they keep it because it's brilliant. Hopefully the next competition winner when we get one Ops for that kit as well. I need to get one. I haven't got one yet. I need to get one. When's your birthday, man? It's in May. It's in May. Well, if you're lucky, I might get one. You might get one. I'll 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 uh, I'll have a whip round. I also want the um the new retro kit that they've released. It's the uh, barcode kit from the nineties, which is oh, it's absolutely stunning. Alright, I'm not made of money. No. <laughs> well, it's if we get if we get a couple of bets right, then maybe I can Yeah, maybe, yeah. Um, Rohan Stretch do you think that Harper should act as a Barnes replacement so Phillips can play on the wing we discussed this a little bit but it is something which seems to make sense doesn't it yeah it does yeah uh, Stuart Hunt asks where is the chairman that lie put in place in May nobody's seen or heard anything off the bloke this isn't right surely Matt and nobody is bringing it up in the press <laughs> oh right um, well I didn't know he was all in, the, in all the press conferences Lee well Lee what's the, what's the chairman's name Lee Paiu he is um, Grouch and Lai's um, second-hand man. I don't think he's even based in England. I think he's based in Sweden, maybe. Um, and we have done quite a few stories about it when he was appointed. Um, he's he's essen- It's essentially a token gesture from uh, Grouch and Lai and um, Palm to, um, after the debacle that was last season, to... Um, Suggest that they are taking more interest in the club. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think when Lyde first took over, he wanted it to be self-sustaining and self-running. So they appointed John Williams and Martin Goodman, and he just wanted to say, "Look, you crack on, you do what you need to do." Obviously, that went absolutely tits up. Yeah. And um, what happened was Albion went down, and they wasted all their, you know, all their cash reserves and went into um, and went in almost went into an overdraft. So. Um, I think this, when Lai appointed um, Mr. Lee as chairman, that was it was essentially a token gesture. Chief Executive Mark Jenkins is the man who is in charge of. Uh, he is chief executive and chairman, basically of the board. Um, they've got Ken K Zhu, who is known as Ken, based at their training ground in uh, Warsaw. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been there since uh, the takeover, actually, and he is the conduit really between. Um, the owners and uh, the board um, for the majority of the time. So yes, um, the reason that you have not heard anything from Mr. Lee is because his English isn't very good. He has rejected any um, interviews and essentially it's it's Mark Jenkins who was at the helm. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously he goes over to China a bit more often than uh, John Williams ever did um, because I think Lai wants to make sure things are being run properly. But I think Lai and and Lee and, and Palmer feel a lot more comfortable with Jenkins at the helm um, because he was there when when Peace was there, um, rather than Williams and Goodman, who obviously were uh, were sacked. Yeah. Joe so Bell. hopefully that answers Stuart's question. I mean, yeah, it's essentially he's it's a token gesture. It's um, it's just a, a signifier of no, we do care. We are interested. Whether you believe that or not is up to you. Um, but Jenkins is the man who, who who holds the purse strings, as it were. There you go, Joe Bell. This is a good one. What order do you think? What order do you think the top six will finish? 
So at the moment, the top six is Leeds, Norwich, Albion, Sheffield United, Middlesbrough and Derby. Okay, I think the top six are going to finish. Uh, Leeds, top. Yeah, I think they'll finish top. Albion, second. Norwich, third. Sheffield United, fourth. Derby County, fifth. And Aston Villa. Not Aston Villa. <laughs> and I fancy Hull City to finish sixth. Well, quite a run. Well, a great run. If they can keep Bowen, they've got a great chance. Yeah, Villa, Villa did manage to, to somehow get a two all draw against them the other day, but I was there at Villa Park. First half was dreadful. Villa need to uh, turn things around quick if they're going to get back up there. Um, no, good, good, good shout there. Automatic. Take that, I think. Second, yeah, I think second. Um, any more questions any more questions uh, Tom Grove asks how many points we'll pick up in frantic February we've already covered that uh, Leo Watkins uh, is the Macron or the University of Bolton Stadium the worst stadium in the league in and of itself it's fine but it felt so symptomatic of the club at the moment dirty tired staff clueless empty grey I really feel for Bolton I don't think it was that bad but I wasn't in the away end um, I, you know the press facilities were fine but I've, I've had my, I've had a couple of worst days um, this season. Where's uh, the worst ground you've been to? Um, in terms of, I'll tell you what. In terms Sheff- of Sheffield United was grim in terms of press. In ter- I thought in terms of press, you, Sheffield United had a very. The thing is, I really like those old grounds, but it's, Sheffield United and Sheffield Wednesday, there was no TV replays. Well, there wasn't any TV replays on Monday either. There were no TV replays and the the press rooms were quite small and cramped and blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you what though, Wednesday, Hillsborough is bloody huge. There's yeah, a I ground. Mean, that, but this that is the thing full. I quite liked. I quite like the stadiums themselves. I quite like them. Or stadia, I should say. Yeah. I quite like them. So uh, I don't want to criticise them too much. But in terms of the facilities, because they're, they're older and they're not new, you know, they, it is make do, really. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm looking forward to Brighton Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. I've heard only only heard good things about the mm, Amex. Me too. Uh, Sean Keys, we'll get a couple more questions in. Um, why is the substitute bench not used more appropriately? Always too late. This is something that I've raised with you before during games. Saying Darren Moore does not like a sub, does he? Not early on, anyway. No, not when he's winning. When they're losing, he quite often makes big subs. I mean, we've covered this before on the podcast. I think it's just one of those things. Um, Maybe it's because he's a rookie manager, first season in charge. Maybe it's because he's not completely confident with what he's got on the bench. Maybe it's because each game is different. I don't, you know, I don't know really. But um, I, I, there have been times this season where his his inaction in the dugout has, has cost Albion. But there's also been time when 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 you know it's it, the changes he's made has have paid off. Mm-hmm. So I think managers are going to get it wrong and right. Uh, at, uh, at loads of times I think I think there's a bit more scrutiny on, on Darren Moore because it's his first season in charge yeah. I don't think there'd be this if he was somebody else I don't think there'd be this much scrutiny on the substitutions yeah I'd agree I'm, I, I'm not just saying from the fans I'm saying from myself as well because he's new and it's almost it's an easy, you don't, it's you, an easy stick to be in with well it? not like no I don't want to say it like that but it's an, it's 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 part of being a manager and it's you know it's part of It's 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 sorry. It's an asset that essentially you need to be good at. Um, how's your in-game management? And I think at times it's it's found wanting. But um, that being said, you know it's his first season, and I would say that I think he's got his first 11s spot on, more often than not. And that is more than you could say for for the last the previous two incumbents. Yeah, yeah. He say that last one. A um, little bit of constructive criticism for you, Matt. From oh, Alex. lovely. Go on, then. Matt. I love the pod, but why don't you call us Albion instead of West Brom? Always sound like a national report with no connection or affection to the club. I think I use both, don't I? Yeah, I think so. Just because I, uh, there's no reason. It's just because I get. I mean, actually, I'm. It's because probably it's because I'm from the south coast rather than from the area. So, um, you know, that's yeah. probably why. But um, I think I use both. I do apologise. You are, you are an Albion fan as well. If so. I've offended anyone, I'm a West Brom fan. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if I've offended anyone with that. 
Yeah, don't worry. I mean, I offended a couple of people the other day when I said the West Stand instead of the Halfords, uh, Halfords Lane. Yeah, that is a Hannibal offence, to be fair. But, I mean, I, I double-checked it, and it's officially called the West Stand now. Officially, but come on. All right, okay. I've, I've, apologies for that one. You're supposed to be better in that, Luke. I am supposed to be. I am supposed to be. I will be from now on. Uh, let's quickly do a competition before we uh, wrap things up. Um, FA Cup special, Matt. So, uh, okay. as always, any time goal scorers from these three fixtures, please. Okay. First one, Albion versus Brighton. Oh, Brighton oh that's going to be... Albion. Blimey, it's going to be tough because I've got no idea what teams they're going to pick. You know. Um... I'm going to go for uh, Jürgen Lacardia. Oh, good shout. Good shout. Because I imagine he's going to play. Probably. Shrewsbury Town versus Wolves. Oh, is Dangerous Dave playing? Well, there's talk about whether he's going to be fit or not. Yeah. I, I, think, I think you're playing, don't you? I don't know, though. I don't know. I don't know. The Dave Edwards derby. I think you've got to play him. Who's going to play for Wolves? Cavalero? Yeah, they don't. They've got the not got the biggest squad in the world. Cavalero, go for Ivan Cavalero. All right, okay. I think him has to be dropped, won't he? Or rested, sorry. Yeah, say. I'd imagine so. I'd imagine so. And then Newcastle versus Watford. I did this with oh, with God. a heavy suggestion towards Salomon Rondon if he's going to be playing. But will he play? Who else do they play? They could play Hossalu. Perez. Perez. What about Watford? Deeney will play, won't he? Deeney should play. I think so. He's not been starting. Or would success for play? Um, why don't we go for Iosi Perez? Perez, he's, it, he's, he sounds is. like an FA Cup scorer, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, he does. He could probably get a brace or something like that. Uh, so, for those listening who who know about the competition, you know how it works. But for those who don't, we select one random listener who follows and retweets the podcast. Uh, if Lockadia, Lacardia, Lacardia, Cavalero, and Perez all score this weekend, that person who will, will be picked at random will win an Albion shirt with their choice of name and number on you can also choose the shirt you want so hopefully it will be the change the change kit or the now now what we deem to be the away kit um, right Brighton versus West Brom preview let's finish up Matt um, long old trip but a good chance for a day out I think well it might be for you I've got loads of work to do well I'll be working as well but for the fans I meant oh right okay yeah oh cracking a weekend out I would argue I mean I I grew up in that part of the world um, I'm spending just- the weekend there are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm going up Friday night. Ooh, my cousin, my cousin lives in Brighton. You see, so I'm. Right, okay. I'm, uh, Are you frequenting the bars down there? Potentially. Yeah, it's a good scene down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's worth going. Yeah, it's a good night out. So, um, take me back to my youth, actually. But I'm not. I'm not. I don't think I'm going for a night out. But. Um, Are you stopping over at least? No, I don't think so. Ooh. Don't think so. A lot of driving for you one day. A lot of driving, but uh, you know that's what happens when you've got a young family. Can't really. Yeah. Can't go on the lash with you in Brighton as much as I'd like to. <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting to see a night out with you, Matt. Um, you reckon Darren Moore's going to... I've probably phased, phrased this wrong. Will he take the game seriously? Will we see a first-team outfit or will we see a lot of changes? We're going to see, way, we're gonna see a similar team to the one that played against Wigan in the FA in the third round. It's going to be youngsters and fringe players. Who do you expect to step in? I think I think it'll be very similar. I think it, I would. I wouldn't be surprised to see Jonathan Bond in goal or Boas Myhill. I wouldn't be surprised to see Carl Bartley, Tosin Adarabayo. False nine for Wes. Corner, Connor Townsend, um, right back. I don't know who played right back. Maybe Holgate would play right back. I'm not sure. Uh, maybe even Fitzwater at centre back. And, and well, I don't know, actually. And, uh, well, you Adrabio could play, you could right play Adarabayo right back. Yeah. Uh, or you, in midfield, I expect to see Harper Field and another. Um, not sure who would play Matt Wilson yeah maybe um, up f- uh, up front you're probably looking at Houlihan um, Sacco Leco 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 yeah so maybe maybe a little 4-2-3-1 or something something like that anyway mm. um, yeah that I, I imagine it's going to be fringe and, and, and youth is it a bit of a free hit yeah it is no one's expecting to get through no one will be too upset if they go out, um, but they they can get they can do what they did against Wigan and hopefully you know impress. I mean, I would be I don't think Raheem Harper would have played as well against Norwich as he did had he not played against Wigan in the FA Cup. So mm-hmm. it's a good opportunity for these players to prove that they're they're you know, they're worth a shot or whatever or 
they're in Darren Moore's mind or whatever. You know, Houlihan potentially was he going to stay for the rest of the season or was he going to go? Um, might even be a chance for Tyrone Mears to get a, to get a game before he goes. Um, you know, it's 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 uh, it's a good opportunity for some of them, and I I I've I've got two conflicting opinions about this. Firstly, I think oh, it's a shame that managers don't take the cup seriously anymore. And but on the flip side, it, we've seen this season how useful these cup games can be for the the youngsters and for the and for the fringe players. How much it can make them feel wanted and make them feel valuable and valued by Darren Moore and also how important it is to develop the youth team players by playing them in the, in these fixtures and also you know if 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 Brighton put out a second string for example or the big teams put out second strings doesn't that just mean it's more likely to be an upset yeah so actually isn't that what you want from the FA Cup uh, and you know I know I understand why people get upset when when they think the FA Cup's being diminished in value or whatever, but unfortunately, managers aren't going to get sacked if if they if they go out in the third round of the FA Cup because it's one game. They're going to get sacked if they lose six in the spin in the, in, in the league, and that's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. And these days, there are very few clubs that can go all out for the cup. I'd argue maybe. Bournemouth, Leicester, Everton—that's that, Wolves, maybe that sort yeah. of those sort of outfits, mid-table Premier League sides yeah. who, who aren't going to get relegated, but aren't going to be able to challenge that. Maybe Brighton, you know. I mean, it'd be interesting to see what, what team they put out. Yeah, um, I imagine it'd be quite strong because Chris Hewitt strikes me as a bit of a traditionalist. But um, you know, I, I love the FA Cup and I don't want to see it diminished in any way. But I, I do understand why managers make those decisions. Give me a match prediction, Matt. I think I think this might be the end of the road for Albion. I'm going to say the other Albion to win um, 2-1. I'm going one or oh three God. Play. Well, that's I, not... I don't want it, but I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, it could be. I mean, that would be the worst thing because the busy February schedule would be even busier then. Yeah. Well, let's hope not. But let's let's finish on a bright note. If they are to get through, Matt, who do you want in the fifth round? Wolves at home? No. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Who um, would you want? Who would you want? Uh, someone rubbish. Once you get to the fifth round, you want, you want, you just want a, an easy draw because you want to get as far as you can. Yeah, that's when you start to sniff it, isn't it? Yeah. So what is it now? Is it is it last sixteen? Fifth round's last sixteen, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. 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 Sixth round is quarterfinals. So, what if you get through this? Then you're in the last sixteen. You want just the easiest draw you can get. Yeah. There we go. That just about does it, man. Unless you got anything else to add? Uh, no, don't think so. No. So there we go. Long trips for Brighton for each of us, but I'm sure we'll enjoy it. Yeah. Go on, West Brom. Go on, the <laughs> baggies. <laughs>